What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 24 of the Ringside Rundown podcast, brought to you by TWM.news and the WrestlingChronicle.com. My name is Eric Vasquez. Joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. Second week in a row. <laughs> she is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend? Doing uh, doing good. I love that. That needs to be our thing now. That that's gotta be the intro like permanently. Yes, it has to. It even <laughs> works. It rhymes. It sounds good. So it's, it's aesthetically pleasing on the ears. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we're, that's, we're all about that. So, <laughs> so I how are you? Like, doing good. Uh, sur- survived my first week at my new job. So. Awesome, awesome. Good to hear. It's a little. Uh, it was a little crazy because I really didn't get to watch a lot of any type of wrestling this week except for a few AEW things, which is very good because this is not our usual recap episode. Right, yeah, we're not doing the usual recap episode since like you said before we got on the air, we're a little bit of a we're a little bit of a time crunch. That's because tonight is AEW full gear and uh we want to get our predictions out there for people to listen to and you know to talk about so today what we're going to be doing is just basically going through the card and giving our predictions for the show and then we'll resume our usual recaps uh next week but i'm excited to get to uh this show because aw is honestly becoming uh you know my favorite wrestling it's it's weird it's weird because i've you know we've talked about it for so long um you know, we kind of grew up on WWE, and I, for one, was always a WWE loyalist. But I can't yeah. deny that the the product is very stale all across the board. All yeah. across the board, not only Raw, SmackDown, but also NXT, man. NXT, like I said, it bums me out that it's been lacking my attention because I just can't seem to get into the constant barrage of new people when I'm trying to get invested into other superstars yeah it's it's tough for me too because i've said before normally i would dvr the shows and just skip through all the stuff afterwards that i didn't want to watch and it's becoming more and more i'm still i'm still happy that i can at least find a few things to Mm -hmm. enjoy about the shows but it's kind of sad when i could probably count them on one hand from each show not not a good sign but yeah that's that's it's funny you brought that up because i was doing i was taking notes uh, based on everything that happened during the week before we decided to just do a predictions episode. And for Raw, for example, I only had three bullet points. For NXT, I only had one bullet point to yeah. go over. So it's kind of lacking. And it's funny, you know, because we I've been saying it, it feels like an extension of Raw and SmackDown. And lo and behold, Eric Bischoff, when asked about NXT 2.0, he said the same thing. He said, yeah. it's, it's kind of too much like Raw and SmackDown. It used yeah. to have its own identity. Now it's kind of going through an identity crisis where it's just an extension of those two shows, almost like a, a like a, like a, like a little brother episode almost. Yeah, and it's funny how WWE thinks that, oh, the NXT worked before, so we can still get the ratings for it, and this is just a bump in the road and whatever. Well, if you make it like the two shows that ratings continuously drop, mm-hmm. what did you expect to happen? That's why people liked NXT so much. It was the alternative within WWE to WWE. But yeah. then AEW came along and kind of screwed everything up. But and we- and we talked about that last week. We said no matter what NXT was going to do, they were doomed in terms of fighting AEW for ratings because AEW was this brand new thing that 
was available for everyone and it had something for everyone but again they to to blame NXT for the ratings and things like that it, it kind of put a sour note on everything yeah and it's a shame that it's even gotten to this point but I can't say I was surprised because I feel like we we both kind of knew that at some point Vince was going to get pissed because NXT the real NXT was becoming more popular than Raw and SmackDown and mm-hmm. he doesn't like getting shown up and uh yeah when you're in charge I guess you could do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. if it's good or not that's the key point there he's in charge so he could do whatever he wants but like I said today we're going to be talking about AEW Full Gear uh it's an excellent show there's tons of matches on the card it's going to be taking place from Minneapolis Minnesota in the Target Center so that place is going to be rocking it's available on uh, the Bleacher Report app but you can stream it on your Roku Amazon Fire TV and Xbox and PlayStation so uh, if you need a place to watch it, make sure if you can't figure out where, you know, you can hit me up and I'll try to figure it out for you. I'm always available to help people. But again, it's AW Full Gear. So why don't we get into it? Let's do it. I am excited for this. All right. So the pre-show is pretty interesting. We have an interesting match for the pre-show where Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter are going to team up to take on Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Hmm. That is such a, I found it was very interesting too, that it's technically two of the quarterfinal matches for the TBS championship. Very true. Very true. I was facing Hikaru Shida and Jamie Hayter's facing Thunder Rosa. So this is going to be interesting. I'm kind of surprised that these kind of women are on the pre-show. Yeah, you know, you figure Hikaru Shida was a former champion for a very long time. Nyla Rose is a former champion. Jamie Hayter's part of uh, the DMD crew, as I like to call them. And Thunder Rose is just in a league of her own. So either way, this match is going to be very, very good. I'm excited to watch it. I'm kind of going with the faces on this one. I think Shida and Thunder Rose are going to pull out the victory. Yeah, I agree, because you kind of want to start the show off in a good way and it always kind of feels like the faces win just to get the crowd going Mm -hmm. especially with how popular thunder rosa is right now she's easily one of the most popular women on the roster very true so it would make sense it's just going to be a shame that nyla and jamie have to lose because jamie beating anna jay in the first round of the tournament kind of surprised me because she had been losing a lot of Mm -hmm. matches and i mean a lot and Obviously, I like Nyla. I think she's, I honestly think she's a little underrated. I don't think a lot of people give her a lot of credit because she's really not bad in the ring. No, for, she's for not. Like a, like a bigger woman. So, yeah, it just sucks that they're going to have to lose. But, yeah, I think Sheeta and Thunder Rose are going to win it because you got to get the crowd into it right away. Right. And how else are you going to do it then with Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida? And, and we should make note that this is going to be available on the AEW YouTube channel yes. to kind of get everyone hyped up for the show and kind of sell the show last minute. So uh, it'll be available. I believe the pre-show starts at 7. Yes. So check that out. It'll be available on YouTube. But again, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa, I feel, are going to pick up the win. And like you said, it, it's a good way to start off the show, get the faces uh, going. But who knows, this could have ramifications for the TBS tournament. You know, they could win this match, but not win in the tournament. I feel like, you know, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida, they have history together. They're going to pull out a great match because they've done so in the past. And Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rose, I'm just excited to see that match in general. So I can't wait until they pick up the 
till they pick up the TBS tournament again. I like that they kind of fleshed this tournament out. It's not like the way it was for the Queen's Crown or the King of the Ring, where yeah. it was just gun ho, let's go. You know, they kind of really fleshed this out yeah. and taking time and, you know, even paused the breaks a little bit for the pay-per-view. Yeah, and honestly, I like you said, I like how they set it up because there's a lot of callbacks in this tournament where uh, as much as it's going to hurt Statlander and Ruby Soho, <laughs> they don't have bad history, but Stats come to Ruby's defense before and vice versa, even though it's gotten a little chippy the last few weeks on Dark and Elevation. But then you look at Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. Those two had a feud a few years ago when Nyla lost to Shida for the t- with the title and then you have Red Velvet and J- and Jay Cargill they yeah. cl- clearly have history and then Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa they don't I mean technically directly have any history but sh- Jamie's with Britt Baker so there's history in every single one of these matches and I like it because it actually gives you something to talk about right instead like- of just oh those two are wrestling I like that you brought up Cardgill and, and Red Velvet because those two had a wild pull-apart brawl on Rampage this past yes. Friday, which involved some cake uh, in oh. the face of Mark Sterling. So that was pretty cool. I'm not so high up on Cardgill and Red Velvet for their in-ring work. It's a little they, – they need a little bit more seasoning. But yeah. I, was, I will say that that pull-apart brawl really did uh, work for me. Yeah, and I think I would give the edge to in, in, in ring ability to uh, Red Velvet because the problem is is that the kind of persona and in ring style Jay Cargill has, she fits more into the category of these like six minute you blink and you miss it matches. Right, that's just how she is. She's not gonna have a technical masterclass with anybody because that's not her style. Her style is beating the crap out of somebody in as little time possible and moving on. So I just don't, I, my mom and I were talking about this and we were talking about the potential finals for the tournament. And I just have a feeling it's going to be Jade and Ruby Soho. Mm. And when you do that, it kind of gives me that feeling again to way back in the, for the, uh, the match for the inaugural AW world championship, Jericho and hangman. Do you go with the future? Do you go with old reliable basically? Ah, yeah. You go with Ruby or do you go with Jade? Personally, and obviously I'm a little biased, I go with Ruby because I just don't think, I mean, obviously it's because it's Ruby and Mm. I love Ruby, but I just don't know. A lot of people are saying it's Jade's title to lose, though, and I'm like, is that really a good idea? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I've always had Ruby penciled in to win because I fell off the back of her match against uh, Britt Baker, you know, it could have gone either way in that match, and both women looked like a champion. Britt Baker was the champion, obviously, but I could have saw Ruby Soho taking the belt from her and yep. being the champion. You remember the build-up to that match when they had that big brawl, and then Ruby went in the ring and held up the title, and we both we both even oh. said it. We was like, okay, she looks like the champion. Yes. You know, so I feel like, in a way, as soon as they announced that there was going to be a secondary women's title – I was like, well, that's Ruby's to lose, basically. Yeah. You know, and I I just felt that way. But again, this should be a great match. I'm excited for it. And again, it's it's free on YouTube starting at 7 p.m. to get kind of like wet your appetite for the show. Yes. So again, we both have Sheeta and Thunder Rosa penciled in, just scribbling that in my notes (laughs) so that way we keep it up. All right. So moving on. The next match, which I don't know if this is going to be the opening match. I'm just basically going off what the internet has listed as the match card. But uh, going next up, we have Pack and Cody Rhodes 
teaming up to take on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. <sighs> what a sigh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad that this is... I guess I just never imagined Malachi Black's first pay-per-view match being a tag team match. Right, with, with Andrade, of all people, because yeah. we're, we're still trying to figure out what's the... What's the dynamic between those two? Yeah, is it like really an alliance or is it kind of a alliance by convenience, I guess would we would say? Because we've said it before. It would make so much sense for right when Andrade starts to trust him a little bit, Malachi just knocks his head off and basically said, I didn't need you. I was basically just using you. Mm-hmm. And the House of Black is its own thing. But yeah, I don't... I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think... Malachi and Andrade are going to win because mm-hmm. I just don't, you just, I wouldn't be surprised if Cody and Pac just aren't on the same page. Because when you look at both of these teams, clearly Malachi and Andrade are more of the like tag team, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. They've been working together a lot more than Pac and Cody have. Yeah. And Malachi's big thing is, I don't know if you saw the countdown to full gear thing last night. Yes, I did. Did you see the extended version of it on YouTube? No, I didn't see the extended version. I didn't even know there was an extended um, version. Well, they had Malachi talking about it on the extended version. I don't remember if it was on the the original. I don't think it was. But he basically was saying, trying to remember how to put it. And I don't want to obviously pair. I'm just going to try and paraphrase. Basically, you've had to go to depths you've never had to go to. And it's all because of me. And... Mm -hmm when the time comes, you're going to lose because the only thing you hate more than yourself is me. And I hope I can look you in the eyes and see that monster that I've created as I rip its heart out and watch the lights fade. I wanted him to say fade to black so badly, but I didn't think he'd be able to do that. But honestly, I could easily see where it looks like Cody finally has a handle on things, but then he starts being reckless and stupid again and Pac doesn't have it. And then they blow up. I think that makes sense because Cody can't get out of his own way. That's Clearly. a good way to put it. He can't get out of his own way. And the passion turns to martyrism. Ah, ooh. I think that's the easiest way to put it now, where it's like, in his mind, he's this savior and this hero of professional wrestling or whatever, and a good portion of the fan base is not feeling the same way. Right. I think you and I would agree, we're not feeling the same way. It's kind of a... He's almost kind of he's not oblivious to it. Yeah. But but he he refused to acknowledge the fact that the his, his handling of things and his direction that he's going is not what people want. It's more so what he wants. And, yeah. And and, and, it, and it plays up to what you've always called him which is pretentious. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So it plays up to that pretentiousness where it's my way. I know that this is the right way, but we're the ones telling him, no, we really don't care uh, how you put it. We don't want to see you in this capacity. Yeah. Um, and it's I mean, almost like John Cena ask almost. Yes. Which, which, which has been a big story uh, of the week, whether or not to compare uh, Cody's run right now, currently to John Cena. I feel like in a way, I, it's 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 hard because it in a lot of ways it is very similar to John Cena's run as a face, and then when everybody was booing John Cena, he still would not acknowledge it. But yeah, but but in a way, 
it's, a, it's a it's similar but not 1000 percent similar mm-hmm. because with cena it was he was always in the title picture he was always winning the big matches it wasn't the newer up-and-comers winning it was always cena because wwe always saw him as old reliable so i don't mm-hmm. think it's a sense of AEW. They, they, I, Cody is not old reliable for for no, AEW. No, because AEW, you just see the culture and the matches you see, and it's not the old timers really. It's the mm-hmm. up and comers. Yeah, you got the old ex WWE guys occasionally, but they're not taking up a bulk of the main storylines. They're and there. I, and and the funny thing about the ex WWE guys is we're currently seeing them how we always envisioned them to be, how we always wanted them to be yep. in WWE. We're yeah. kind of seeing those, those things come to fruition. For example, you look at, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here, look at yeah. the, the Eliminator tournament between yes. Danielson and Miro. Uh, I was never a big Rusev guy when he was in WWE, but I mean, no. this match is, it should be a great match, you know, and we'll get yeah. to it later. But again, it, it plays up to that ex-WWE guys are finally being able to be who they should have been in WWE and probably what would have made them a lot of money in WWE. Yeah. And I don't understand that because for some reason, WWE is just always hell bent on if you're a certain height and a certain weight and you have this much muscle mass or whatever, you have to be this big imposing strong guy who has no personality whatsoever. And all he does is just beat people up and that's it. AEW the big guys have personality i mean jesus look at again miro look at lance archer look at the jake hager it's like these guys actually have personality and that's Mm -hmm. what people want they just don't always want somebody who just walks into the ring doesn't say a word beats people up and leaves it gets boring after a while as we've seen with wwe so what funny what happens when you actually let these people be characters and imagine what happens people actually like it all right, so who do you have, pa- Pack and Cody or Malachi and Andrade? Uh, Malachi and Andrade. I think Cody's going to do something stupid again, and Pack's not going to have anything of it, and they just end up blowing up and right. Malachi or Andrade, somebody or yeah, well, I, I I'll say Malachi and Andrade. I I I tend to agree with you because I feel like Pack is put in this position not because he's a face now he was just put in the position and like you say cody might do something to get into their own way and pack's not the type of person to just sit back and you know let that happen and cost him a match he's gonna yeah you know you know things are there's no not gonna be any cohesiveness no chemistry between the two and pack doesn't really give a shit so i could easily see pack just like laying him out and walking away very good point yeah yeah definitely for sure for sure. So I'm going with Malachi and Andrade as well. All right. So moving on, we have a Falls Count Anywhere six-man tag team match. Christian Cage is teaming up with Jurassic Express to take on the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. This one's pretty interesting because it, um, there is a there's a bit of an injury on the Young Bucks side. Yeah. Um, Matt Jackson has a bruised heel. They feared that it was broken, but it's only bruised. So he can he can still go in the match, and this has actually been a feud that's kind of been working. You know, it's yeah. kind of been going back and forth. Uh, Adam Cole got suffered the concerto, but then they oh. came back. They threw Jungle Boy off the stage. I mean, this is they've been going back and forth. They've recruited Bobby Fish as kind of like a hitman to go after uh, Jungle Boy. Yeah, um, which him and Jungle Boy had a great match this past week on uh, Rampage. So, uh, 
who do you have winning this one? The good guys or the super click? It's tough because you could easily see both of them winning. Mm-hmm. You could see Jurassic Express and uh, Christian Cage getting revenge on the super click for all the shenanigans they put them through. But you could also see that if it's a Falls Count Anywhere match, those usually tend to favor the heels a little more because they're going to break the rules a lot more, bend the rules, if there are any, a lot more than the good guys. So, oh God, this is this is a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. I wonder if this is actually going to be the opening sh- like match. That'd be smart. Get the crowd even more into it early on. Um, yeah, kind of go have yeah. a car crash match and yeah. get the crowd to go crazy because we know the crowd's going to be hot regardless. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my god. Um. Mm. It's a tough one. <laughs> this is really tough. Um. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the super click because I don't think you want them really losing a big match like this this early Mm -hmm. and they're just they're just so good in the ring and so unstoppable that you almost need a true like trio to beat them and that's not a knock on jurassic express or christian cage but again they're kind of an alliance out of convenience because they have a common enemy right right yeah that definitely for sure and i kind of tend all the points you've been hitting are kind of the points that i have for the super click to take away the victory they've been more the dominant faction in a in a sea of factions in AEW. they've been the the out and out dominant faction of AEW. so i don't see them losing anytime soon like you say the the jurassic express christian cage thing is sort of a thing out of convenience out of a common enemy sort of deal Um, so, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that equates to a win. You know, the, the, the super click has been going since the super click was before even the super click, you know? Yeah. So they, they have a lot of history. They know each other. Adam Cole's on, on a tear, just like every other, uh, incoming superstar from other places going into AEW. But again, they just seem like the more cohesive unit that'll work together enough to pull away the victory and like you said it's a false count anywhere match which means anything goes you know they're not gonna hold back they're gonna you know they're gonna go at it i feel like that's gonna make the match better than what it is just on paper the fact that it's a false count anywhere match um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild (laughs) like really wild yeah yeah but i have the super click winning what about you i same Super click. All right. Now we get to our first singles match of our prediction show. This one's very, very interesting. It's against two of the what considered the four pillars of AEW. Darby Allen taking on MJF. And the whole time MJF has just been trying to break the psyche of Darby Allen, trying to get into his head, trying to see if he can manipulate the mind frame of Darby Allen. But it's proven not that easy to do. Darby Allen has an unshakable, unbreakable mindset uh that doesn't allow mjf to kind of do his usual dirty work you know where he tries to where he tries to get under your skin by hitting you with the lowest things possible it doesn't seem to work with darby allen no i feel like how do i say this it's almost like darby's already at that place mentally to begin with so you kind of can't drag him down to that level not like rudeness but just I guess you want to say almost numbness. 
Like, it doesn't take, it takes a lot to affect him because mm -hmm. we all know he's been through a lot in yeah. his life. So it's going to take something extremely catastrophic. And even then it might not even be enough because it's kind of like he's seen it all. So there's nothing really that shakes him. And this is, a, this is one of the other, because let's be honest, on this show, there are a lot of these matches where you're like, okay, come on. Like, we know who's winning already. Just, it would be the easiest prediction in the world. I think you know which one that is for me, but we'll get to that one soon. But hmm. this one is not it. This one, you could see either one of them winning. Definitely, for sure. And it's almost like, it's going to go, it's going to completely go against what I said with Jurassic Express and Christian Cage against the Super Click, where I said, oh, Christian and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus would get revenge on all the stuff but you know it's a super click i think this might actually work in darby's favor i think darby i think darby needs this win more because mjf it's almost like even if he loses because i think he's been going around saying he hasn't actually won or lost yet if i remember correctly it was in one of his promos he said i haven't been pinned i think there's just something mm -hmm. where he hasn't lost clean we'll say mm -hmm. i think he's lost but it's always been by like shifty means or whatever but i just think darby it's it's tough though because you almost want to say darby needs to win more but he's again one of those guys where a loss isn't going to affect him right but it's the same with mjf too like he's still going to be the same guy and he honestly he'll be even more insufferable if he loses because he'll just pull the oh well i didn't lose something happened kind of thing because that's how he is right but i feel like just based on the storyline i think people would want to see darby actually beat mjf and i think i think what's putting me more towards darby is that promo they had where mjf was saying that you're just too reckless you're too emotional i'm gonna beat you before the match even starts because you're just gonna run in and drop kick me into the turnbuckle because you're so high on adrenaline or whatever and i'm gonna like out wrestle you because you're not gonna be focused i think we're gonna see a more focused darby in this match he's not gonna go running like a like a rabid animal towards mjf as soon as the bell rings i think he's gonna be more composed more mm -hmm. put together and focused and i think honestly if that happens he he's gonna win i think he's gonna beat mjf that's a that's v very interesting that you have that prediction that he's gonna beat mjf i i feel this is one that i'm very very torn on because you hit you hit the nail on the head with all your points i feel like huh it's almost like flip a coin. It's, yeah, it's it, one of those flip it. Yeah, and and the thing is, what what's interesting about AEW as a whole is that a loss doesn't isn't really a big detriment to uh, not only your standing in the company, but it really doesn't. Oh well, this guy lost, so in in our eyes, he's he's become less than. No, you know what I mean? Because we just we just get mad when the losses don't make sense, as in right. Cody and Malachi. <laughs> right. Right. But, but I feel like most of the time they get the wins and losses right. And but you look at Darby. Dar can Darby really afford another loss on a big pay-per-view? He lost to CM Punk in the last pay-per-view. Yeah, so exactly. can can he can he afford another loss? If MJF loses, MJF can just spout off anything and he's back to being MJF and back yeah. to being his position in the card. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like uh, who can afford a loss at this point? I feel like Darby might pick up the win because MJF, he might, he might flip it on MJF. MJF has been trying to get into the head of Darby Allen, 
But during the match, you know, Darby's not going to quit. He's not, he's yeah. not the type to quit, and that's going to mess with MJF. Yeah. He's going to try to throw everything he can at, at Darby Allen, and he can't put Darby Allen down for some reason. He even tries to maybe get Wardlow involved, and that doesn't go oh, right. What if, what if tonight's the night? Everybody's been barking that. Like, it, it, Wardlow might get frustrated with his position with MJF and constant barrage of insults thrown his way by someone who's he's supposed to have their back. Yeah, it's almost a matter of if it happens, is it going to happen during the match and cost MJF it, or he loses and he tries to take it out on Wardlow and then all hell breaks loose. I just think, I think it's been long enough. I think Wardlow needs to get away from MJF. I would like to see what Wardlow can do on his own. Exactly, and I think he could because, I mean, you got to give him, and the problem is you can't even rate his promo work or whatever because he very rarely ever talks. Mm -hmm. He's just always there, so... Give him a decent singles run. Put him in front of a camera and a microphone. See what he can do. Yeah, definitely. So who do you have, Darby Allen or MJF? Oh, going Darby. I'm going to go Darby on this. This the fact that he can't afford another loss. He lost the last yeah. pay-per-view. So I think this is his time uh, to to get that big win against MJF. And, and I'm kind of interested in seeing how MJF can handle this loss. Yeah. I feel like there's more to that story. How can he come back from that loss? Um, next up, I know you're excited about this match. <laughs> and oh, I mean yes. and I mean that sarcastically in oh, every yes. single way. It is the Minneapolis street fight between the Inner Circle and Men of the Year and American Top Team. American Top Team chooses Andre Olofsky, Junior Dos Santos, and Dan Lambert. So there's a, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of comedy. Uh, oh, yeah. in, in this match because it's a street fight which is similar to the false count anywhere match they're probably going to go all across the arena oh, in, yeah. into the crowd maybe into the offices of the building yeah. um and it's, it's, it's the inner circle special where <laughs> when you have street fights or like no dq matches with the inner circle there's always going to be some type of comedy somewhere right right yeah and i feel like I f i'm that's kind of what i'm i'm waiting for i want to i want to see the comedy of, of dan lambert uh, I know you're not the biggest Dan Lambert guy, mm -hmm. you know, Dan, Dan Lambert fan, but I'm, I, I kind of see his place and I kind of, I wasn't expecting him to be the third pick uh, of inner circle, but it played out that way. See, um, I, I was the complete opposite when he started off with, oh, well, I'm technically the number one guy on America, American top team, which it, it still kills me how Jericho for the life of him cannot say American top team. It's always America's top team or America top team. It's like it's American top team. But anyway, I saw that coming from a mile away when he started with that. It, you just knew it was going to be last. It's just a matter of is the inner circle finally going to shut them up or is something going to happen? Because I think a lot of people want to see Dan Lamer get his ass kicked. Yeah. And simple. And I think <laughs> me included because I, I'll be completely honest. You, you know, because we talked about this in our little like production meeting. I haven't been really a fan of this, uh, this storyline. Honestly, it's just, it's kind of the same old thing where the inner circle, when it comes again, comes to a feud, we're going to throw out the, sophomoric humor we had to yeah. continuously throw out the slut jokes of Paige van zant and it's just old and on the other side i've said it a million times i'm not entirely sure why ethan page and scorpio sky needed to be with american top team because 
they didn't need a talker to talk for them. They could do it themselves just fine. Yeah, they're good talkers on their own. And they're good in the ring. So I just don't get why they had to get paired with American Top Team. But we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the worst part. This is another one where you could easily see. It all depends on if they're going to finally like blow this feud off or not. Because it's been going a little while. But I feel like the difference between this one and some of the other feuds is that. Will it really benefit from more time? I don't really think so. Because. I don't think there was a lot of hype there to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you could see Jericho and them getting revenge on American top team and pinning Lambert. But the worst part is you could also see it being the complete opposite where more of American top team interfere and Dan ends up pinning Jericho. And then as soon as you know that, then the feud's going to keep going, unfortunately. So it's, it's basically when, where do they want what do they want to do with this feud going forward? And I guess just from my perspective, I hope it's over. So I'm just going to say the inner circle because <laughs> I just want this over with. <laughs> like, I'm tired of it already. I, you kind of, you kind of shaped my prediction for me when you were going through that. I honestly think that something is going to happen where somebody gets laid out from the inner circle and Dan Lambert's the one that gets the pin. Oh, but imagine? not because, not because he did something, not because he yeah. like whacked somebody, which he basically just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And he just falls for the pin and gets the win. Yeah. It's literally when you see this kind of setup for a match, it's either one of two ways. It's either going to be, he's the one that it's almost like, I wish I could, we'll, we'll do the thing my mom and I always do. I could bet you a slim Jim that <laughs> the ending for if inner circle wins is where they lay out page sky, Dos Santos and Arlovsky and just leave Dan by himself. And every single solitary member of the inner circle just hits all their finishers on him at once. Yeah. And then he takes the pin because you don't want any of them. To, the other ones to take a pin or it's the one of those where he just weasels his way to a win because that's literally how this goes. When you have somebody who's not really a wrestler get thrown into a wrestling match. Right. So it, I don't know. It's I feel true. like he's going to weasel his way into a win, to be oh, honest this, with you. So this is the first split decision we've had. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I feel, But I feel like that's how it's going to be brought up. Is this, it's going to be a wild, chaotic match. And somehow, someway, Dan Lambert, who basically got the shit kicked out of him the entire match, finds his way into the pinfall. And gets the one, two, three, four American top team. That's the way I see it going. I think it's just me being selfish and just not wanting this feud to continue. Because <laughs> <You laughs> I'm just over it. But. You're over it. You're 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 not yeah. like I said, it's the match you're looking forward to. It's the Minneapolis street yeah. fight. Oh yes. So for, <laughs> so for once we're actually split. I mean, we were split on uh we were split the last pay-per-view, I think, on a match. I honestly thought you and I were gonna possibly be split on Darby and MJF too, but I think the rest of these, looking at the rest of this, I think it's pretty self-explanatory as to who's going to win these, but you never know. You never know. So moving on, uh, for the AEW World Tag Team titles, we have the Lucha Bros, who are the champions defending against the AAA uh, tag team champions FTR but this one's just for the AEW tag team titles uh, but again this one should be a very very good match probably one of the better matches on the card oh yeah this is gonna be so good so good yeah like, oh my goodness you easily have outside of probably the Young Bucks these are the top two tag teams in AEW right for, now 
for sure, for sure. And I feel like FTR, they're on a mission. They they truly want to be considered the greatest tag team wrestling today. That's why they're they're they hold their AAA tag team titles in such high regard. Because even though they won it in nefarious means and they're not really a luchador type tag team, imagine that a non-luchador tag team yeah. winning the AAA tag team titles. That's something incredible. And now there's reports that they even want to go to New Japan and win the IWGP <laughs> tag team titles. They want to take those titles too, which I'm all for. Yeah. You know, I'm all for guys going out there and wanting to prove that they're the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then again, you have the Lucha Bros who have been on a tear ever since winning that steel cage match, you know, and mm-hmm. there's some cohesiveness there because obviously they're brothers and they're the tag team champions. Yeah, and I honestly don't see them losing here because they've only had the belts for two months. Yeah, since the last pay-per-view. And it was such a big deal going into that match, the fact that they could possibly win because so many people wanted them to be tag champs for so long. So I just don't see them having a really short title reign, even even with FTR, because they could always come back to this at some point. But I think the Lucha Brothers deserve a pretty lengthy reign with the titles, and I with for that to happen i don't think they're gonna lose i don't think they're gonna lose i think that they're it's gonna be a fantastic match it's gonna blow the roof off the place more than once because that's just how these guys are because Mm -hmm. both these teams are fantastic but yeah i see i see the lucha brothers retaining because somebody a team of that caliber deserves more than a two-month title reign i i agree i agree i want to see them have a lengthy title reign i want to see what they can do up against other tag teams not just this one single solitary tag team because they've been kind of weaved in that little storyline between FTR and Malachi Black and Andrade they've been kind of weaved in there as well so it's kind of taken away to of what they can do as a tag team yeah but I feel like there's so much meat on the bone Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess you could say that yeah. you, you want to see what they can do with other tag teams. You want to see them maybe go up against other members of the super click, or you want to see them go up against Jurassic Express. That'd be great. That would you be know? a really good match. Yeah. It's just, the potentials are basically limitless with some of the, with this division, because there's just so many good tag teams in this division that you want the Lucha brothers to be leading them for quite some time. So yeah, it's, I, it can easily be another four or five star match because again, I don't think they're capable of having thing, have anything under than a four and a half star match. Mm-hmm. That's just how they are. And oh, I can't wait. It might even open the show too. They do like starting with those high energy matches. So who knows? And and it's a testament to how good FTR is that they can go against. They're basically a, an old school throwback tag team, but yep. they're going up against a luchador tag team, and they'll probably have one of the better matches of the night. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. And FTR will definitely put up a fight. They're gonna pull out all the stops, like they say. They're gonna not cheat. They're gonna bend the rules a little bit. <laughs> but I still see the Lucha Brothers winning. Yeah, I got the Lucha Brothers winning this one as well. So very, very much looking forward to that match and seeing what's going to go down there. Next up, we have the AEW Women's World Championship match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, will be defending the title against Ty Conti. This one is actually pretty cool because I was always a fan of Ty Conti. Yeah. Uh, not that that she's like the best women's wrestler on the planet <laughs> or anything like that, but I felt like... There was always something there. There was like untapped potential there that like there's going to be a time where she kind of figures it all out. And it's funny how 
NXT wasn't able to capitalize on that. But AEW, yeah. for the most part, has been able to really capitalize on the popularity of Ty Conti and kind of been able to give her space to kind of figure out who she is. Yeah, I completely agree. And this, I think, so it's a, I think this is like a prove yourself kind of match, really. Mm-hmm. Because without a doubt, you are going. Ty Conti is going up against perhaps the most popular and talked about women's wrestler right now in yes. Britt Baker and who has matches with everybody and they're always good always like we she hasn't had a bad match in a really long time because that's just how she is again it's it's Britt Baker mm-hmm. but I I find this one very hard to believe and I don't know if you've noticed at the last few weeks where when Britt comes out for a match or for whatever they always try to make this sound like this is her toughest challenge yet Mm -hmm. and as good as ty conti is i can't really necessarily agree with that when you've had brit go up against people like chris statlander and ruby soho and you say that ty conti is her toughest challenge yet right not taking my bias out of it i still don't really think that's true i think I think we could both agree her toughest challenge had probably been Ruby Soho because right. she had to cheat to get out of it. But I think it's very safe to say that DMD is still going to walk out as champion because Ty Conti's good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. She's really good. Definitely, like you said, improved since NXT. Actually, when you actually give her an opportunity to tap into that potential, good things can actually happen. Right. But she's not AEW Women's World Championship material. Not not yet, anyway. Not, not yet, not yet. I, I definitely see Britt Baker coming away with the win. I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a decent match. It might not be a great match because yeah. there's still Ty Conti needs a little bit of work, but I feel like it's just it, she has the fire, the personality. Yeah. Like I believe she deserves to be in this spot for sure. Yeah. You I know? just I just hope they don't I hope they keep the interference with Rebel and Jamie to a minimum mm-hmm. because I still think we both thought it was kind of, I mean, we kind of understood it, but just hated that it had to happen with Ruby Soho where she beat Statlander clean, but needed help with Ruby Soho. I, which I, it's a, it's a tough balance because everybody knows how good Brit is and you don't want to sit on that crutch of, Oh, well, she always needs help to win because clearly she doesn't need help to win. She's won plenty of matches by herself. I just don't see again. It's like, I'm trying not, I'm not you're downplaying not, Ty Ponte. Yeah. You're not She's trying good. to disqualify her out of the match. No, it's just, I don't see this being a match where Brit is pushed to her absolute limit that she needs that help. Right. She'll you push know- her to eight. I'll say a limit. Won't push her to the limit, but I just don't see Brit needing anybody's help. I guess I don't know. It's just it's yeah. You know what it is? It, it's 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 good on AEW to give someone like Ty Conti a shot, yeah. but I feel like Britt Baker is in a in a realm of her own. Yeah. In in terms of you look at like Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Yep. Britt Baker, you know, you can you can mix those three into who do you think are the top three, and it all makes sense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was just I couldn't help but when they announced that oh she's 
facing Ty Conti at full gear? Because honestly, I think we were both expecting Jade Cargill until they announced the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, at full year, you're going to be defending your championship against Ty Conti. I literally out loud said, okay, I wasn't really expecting her, <laughs> but all right. And it's, again, it's, I'm definitely not discrediting Conti. She's really good. It's mm-hmm. just, I guess, and she obviously has earned her spot. I thought the promo was a little weird on the uh, countdown to full gear where Ty Conti pulled the, oh, you didn't get here through hard work. You got here because you're friends with the boss. And Pritt said, oh, great. We got to play this overplayed excuse over and over again. Like Everyone seems to forget that I was doing all these matches that nobody else wanted to do. And I was doing all these things and I worked hard. I'm like, you know what? She's right. Yeah, Pretty. yeah, I did. I did pick that up on on the uh, on the countdown show, and I had the same thought process. I was like, she is kind of right. She's the one that went up against Thunder Rose in that crazy match, and that kind of is the match that put her on the map to say, okay, she. It was almost like, it was almost like predestined that she would yeah. be the champion going forward because of her performances leading up to when she won the championship. And the thing that always blows my mind about that is she lost that match. Mm-hmm. If anybody, if no one, somebody that wasn't privy to wrestling heard us talking about that match, everybody would assume that Brit won that match. So for you, for her to be the most talked about thing coming out of that match and she lost that tells you everything right there. That doesn't yeah. happen very often where the losers talked about more than the winner, especially in such a historic match like that. So like you said, it was almost a guarantee she was going to win the title. It was just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. And boy, did she take off into the stratosphere after that? Because like you said, she is almost in a league of her own and Ty Conti is going to put up a fight. It's just not going to be enough because We've said it before. We don't see Britt losing that title anytime soon, and she shouldn't. No, she shouldn't. I what I can say for Ty Conti, if she can have a performance uh, where you know she doesn't have any hiccups, there's no yeah. botches or anything like that, where she can have a clean performance against the champion, she may not lose, but it makes her a viable player in the women's division for going for future title. Uh, title opportunities or or even just high profile matches you need in the yeah. women's division because you don't don't always want to just have the the championship be the only women's match on the card which obviously we see mm-hmm. with the pre-show we have uh and then we have the tbs tournament too that's coming up so it's not like the women is, is only relegated to the championship scene so if Ty Conti can have a performance where we look at it and go, okay, now Ty Conti's coming to her own. I yeah. feel like even in a loss, that's a victory. Exactly. And I think she's perfectly capable of doing that. Like you said, as long as there's no obvious screw ups or slip ups or whatever. And if you can work with Brit, you're going to have a pretty decent match. Because yeah. like we said, Brit can have a, ma- a good match with just about anybody. So I think it should be pretty good. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people because mm-hmm. – I think, like you said, they're going to wonder if Ty Conti can hang with Britt. I think she can. I just think the outcome's still going to be the same. Is yeah. Britt still going to walk away with the title? Yeah, I think so, too. I think Britt Baker comes away with the victory here. Yeah. All right, so moving on. We have the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final between Brian Danielson taking on the former TNT champion Miro. This one, I, I kind of laugh at because Miro's <laughs> promos make me laugh. 
Right? It's almost like, what are you saying? I have no idea what he's saying. And, like, I was watching the countdown thing, and he said it's something to the effect of, I'm going to take you away from your wife so that way I can get back to mine. Like, why can't you go I, to, why can't you go back to your wife? What's, yeah. what's the deal there? Like, what's are you going saying, on? Are you saying because God made you mad, you're now not, I don't, like I said, it's so, it's not surprising because with the way Miro is, sometimes you're just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but it's entertaining. But yeah, it's almost like, what is going on with you? I mean, and it's, uh, it still hurts my soul because. I wanted Orange to win because, uh-huh. I mean, hell, could you imagine how fun a match would be between Brian Danielson and Orange? Oh, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it would be one of those matches where Brian Danielson will revert back to a classic American dragon where he just snaps and just goes off and yeah. just beats up, which can totally happen here. Uh, oh, yeah. th- you know, it, it, he's on an unstoppable roll. I think he's like 7, 8, eight and 0 oh in AEW since debuting. Um, this match I'm looking forward to this one for me, whoever wins this match has a lot to do with who's going to win the championship match between Omega and Hangman. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so in a way it's just, uh, it's tough. It's tough because I think this is another match where you almost know that it's almost a guarantee that Brian Danielson's going to win. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody's betting against him. No, I don't, I don't think so at all. Not even close. But uh, again, uh, for me, I'm looking forward to the match because I didn't think you, you, and this is what kind of Mike, he left us a voice message and, and we talked about, he talked about uh, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson defeating Anthony Bowens. It's like, Nobody expected Bowens to to win that match. Oh no! It's, it's kind of a thing where you just look at it and go, "Okay, well, he's fighting somebody different." So here, I'm looking at it as another person that Brian Danielson is fighting that's somewhat different than what he's used to. A yeah. bigger guy. You look at it; it's a big, it's almost big versus little mm-hmm. kind of thing. But Brian Danielson, he's just on an unimaginable tear ever since coming to AEW. Yeah. I I don't I I see him as almost championship material, but it says a lot to do with what's going to happen in in the main event of the card, which we'll get to later. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Danielson for this one. What about you? Yeah, me too. All right, so we have Danielson penciled in for that one, and now this brings me to probably <laughs> my yep. toughest uh-huh. uh, prediction of the of the of the show here. Kind of like what you went through when it was when it was you know Statlander versus Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho yeah. versus Britt Baker. You're torn, okay? Because yeah. here are um, here are my two. If if I was to rank them, you know, they would be in my top 10. Eddie Kingston's always been a favorite of mine ever since I started the Wrestling Chronicle. One of the coolest things since being a blogger, uh, uh, you know, a wrestling blogger, was writing about Eddie Kingston, you know, showing it to Eddie Kingston and him being so appreciative that someone took the time to write about him. That was probably yeah. the coolest moment of my blogging career is having right. eddie kingston compliment my work yeah like, what the hell is going on so, <laughs> but then again you have cm punk who's always been the guy he's always been the voice of the voiceless even though he's not the voice of the voiceless anymore mm-hmm. 
to me, he's always been the guy to fight for what we wanted to see as a wrestler in a wrestling program. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I've always been sort of a CM Punk sort of guy, you know, and, and yeah. so I'm kind of torn. I'm torn. I want to see what your what your thought process going into this match is. This is so tough. This is probably one of the tougher matches to pick on this card because on one hand, you you can't see Punk losing still just yet. Mm-hmm. He's going to at some point. It's just a matter of who. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, you cannot have Eddie Kingston continue to lose these big matches. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's almost a running joke now where, oh, is it a big pay-per-view match? Okay, Eddie's going to lose. At some point, he's not going to. And it's almost, again, it is literally another case of who needs to win more. Mm-hmm. If Punk loses, it's another thing where the problem is if either of them lose, they can just continue to use it as part of the story where Eddie can continue to be delusional of, I mean, a more unhinged version of MJF where, why well, didn't lose? All of this happened. It wasn't my fault. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Punk can use it on the complete opposite and put it in his favor and make him more of like an underdog or something. But it's just so... Mm. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough. Now, yeah. you, now you see my predicament. It's not, on, it's, not, it's not only who can come out the victor in this match. I, yeah. Like you said, Eddie Kingston can't afford another loss because no. he's been losing constantly. I feel like... See, the thing is, I've been listening to a lot of, and I know you're probably going to roll your eyes when you hear this. I've been listening to a lot of Jim Cornette when he talks about CM Punk. When he talks about CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Because I I went into it thinking, okay, Cornette, he hates everything, so he's going to hate this. He absolutely loves this. Like he said, watching the two cut the promo where, where Eddie Kingston told him after he beats him, he can go ahead and quit, uh, you know, and not come back for another seven years. <sighs> Jim Cor- Jim Cornette said he was smiling from ear to ear. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. That's even my brother was like, wait a second. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> what? <laughs> we both sat there and listened to it. And Cornette loves this. Damn. But it, he loves it from the standpoint that Eddie Kingston is a real life guy. And yeah. both of them are real life guys. Oh, yeah. Both of them come from different places but have similar backgrounds one from chicago one's from new york they both grew up tough mm-hmm. tough lives you know but yeah. they they found their way in in wrestling yeah absolutely eddie, eddie kingston is more of a throwback wrestler he's mm-hmm. more of a, of a like a dick murdoch throwback yeah. wrestler big guy who doesn't go out there with flashy moves he just goes out there and tries to beat the shit out of you yeah exactly you know, um, and, and and Punk is a more of a hybrid. He can go out there. He can wrestle you with a little bit of technicality. He can brawl with you if need yeah. be. So I feel like this is going to be one of those things, like Jim Ross said. Jim Ross said it on the countdown. What CM Punk has to go there and do, he mm-hmm. has to out-wrestle Eddie Kingston, get the one, two, three, and get the hell out of there. Yeah, because you know? if you waste any time with Eddie, he's going to mess you up. Right. Eddie can take you into deep water. Yeah, and and then beat you down viciously. Yeah, so it's just damn. Safe money will be on CM Punk, but my heart, my heart wants Eddie Kingston to come yeah. away with the victory here because this it whoever 
it's one of those things. It's 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 tough, man. I'm I'm like really torn when it I'm comes torn. to this because it's like who what which one of these can maybe elevate on the card? Like saying whoever wins, maybe that puts them in title contention. Yeah, and does Punk really need to be in title contention though? That's the thing. Very good point. Very it's good just, point. It's tough. Like you just said, it's so damn tough to pick this. It's, it's tough, but my, my heart wants Eddie Kingston to win this match just to be right. like and 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 credit to both those guys. I don't you can't tell if this is real life beef or if they're just working. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I can't tell if there there's some real life beef there because they because Eddie Kingston is very good at convincing you um uh, that this is real life. He he yeah. said there on the countdown, the reason he has beef with CM Punk is because CM Punk always looked down on him, even mm-hmm. during his time on the independence. Uh you know, he would look at at Eddie Kingston as just another fat guy bum in the locker room. Yeah. Where CM Punk says, No, that's not the case. I saw greatness in you the same way Homicide saw greatness in you, the same way Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson saw greatness in you. You just never lived up to that potential. You've actually lived up to being a bum. Yeah. And, and yeah. And as a man, as a man, how can you sit there and let somebody call you a bum? Yeah, well, you're not gonna like that. That's it's insulting. It and is you can't insult Eddie Kingston because yeah. He doesn't like that. Yeah, and it's just, oh, man. So my heart wants Eddie Kingston to win, but my my safe money bet is that CM Punk is going to win. If CM Punk is going to win, I feel like it's going to be such a hard-fought victory that he's going to extend his hand to Eddie Kingston, shake his hand and say, good job, but will Eddie Kingston accept that handshake? I don't think so. Same way he didn't accept the handshake from Brian Danielson. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat you are. I think Punk's going to win. Mm-hmm. And either that teaches Eddie a lesson or drives him further into madness. Ah, that, I think that, it'll drive that, him further into madness, though. Which will be an interesting Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen Eddie Kingston driven to madness before where he's completely unhinged. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at his old matches against Chris Hero, who is someone he definitely doesn't like. You yeah. look at his old matches against Cesaro. Um, he, those were matches where he was driven into that madness sort of maniacal state. Yeah. Um, but again, tough, tough match. This is probably the match I'm looking forward to the most. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be so good. It's going to be insane. It is. It is. <sighs> But Wait, then, hold on, hold on. Someone, I think it's someone's at the door. Hold on. All right. Me mute real quick. All right. That brings us into our final match of the evening. It is for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega, the champion, the best bout machine, the wrestling god, is going to be defending the title against his former partner, Hangman Adam Page. This one is undoubtedly going to be a, a great match. This is probably going to be their best, I think, their best title match uh, since the inception of the AEW world title. Yeah, and I think a big reason because of that is this storyline, if you think about it, with Hangman has been going on basically since the beginning mm-hmm. of AEW itself. And it is... I don't think... A storyline has kept me this invested this long as this one has because you just have seen the progression of Hangman as a character from the very beginning to where he is now. And 
I think the thing I noticed the most was obviously we know like all the mental troubles and self-confidence issues and whatnot the hangman's had. I thought it was very interesting when they were doing the countdown to full gear thing where the producer said, Oh, well, what's going to happen if you lose? Like what's next for a hangman? And he literally said, Oh yeah, I've never thought I haven't thought about that. And I took that as I haven't thought about it because I'm going to win. Right. The hangman from even a few months ago wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have even implied it. Mm-hmm. He would have had all the self-doubt going through his head and whatnot and everything. And now he's confident that he's going to beat Kenny. And, oh my God, he needs to. I think, I know a lot of people wanted him to be Jericho at first. Mm-hmm. Me included. But maybe it might not have been the right time for him at the time now it's 1000% the right time for him because Mm -hmm. I think we've seen all that we really need to see from Kenny as champion. I mean, we've talked about it. It's just, we were expecting more of the cleaner and we didn't really get it, Mm -hmm. but he still was a really good champion because it's Kenny. I -hmm. mean, it's Kenny Omega, but, and I think it would be very poetic because tonight is the full, like the one year anniversary of when Kenny beat Hangman in the finals of the Eliminator title tournament to even win this in the first place. So how ironic would it be if he ends up beating Kenny in the same pay-per-view that he lost his chance at winning the title from in the first place? Yeah, definitely, for sure. And and the buildup for the match has been great. I kind of, when they announced that there was going to be a contract signing, I went, oh, no, here we go. Right, we, we know how contract <laughs> signings go. But this one was very well done. Yeah. Because I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, you know, where the hell has Don Callis been? Yeah. He's been gone for a while. What the hell happened there? And then, boom, Don Callis shows up signing the contract in blood. I oh. thought was a great touch. Yeah. You know, to make it sort of like a blood feud. And you really see the confidence in Hangman Adam Page going into this match. Like you said earlier, he's you can see the confidence that he's going to win this match so much so that he hasn't thought about what he'll do if he loses. Yeah, and let's be honest. How do we all want to see, once he wins, all the Dark Order coming out and celebrating with him? Because he has friends now. Mm-hmm. Because... I think that's also a really good kind of lesson of you had these friends with Hangman. It was the Young Bucks. And yeah, he was an asshole to them, basically. And he even admitted that on Rampage. Mm -hmm. He said, look, I'm sorry. I was selfish. I threw all of our friendships away or whatever. Well, you cost me a shot at the title. Now we're even. And if you lay a finger on me on Saturday, I'm going to ruin you. But now he actually has friends who don't use him and don't care more about themselves or just selfish and don't Mm -hmm. take into account how he is. The Dark Order are actually the friends that I think he needed at the right place at the right time. And it just, this has to pay off. Because how many people wanted him and the Dark Order to win that elimination match to earn the shots in the first place? A ton of people did, How disappointed were we when they didn't? We're just like, what the hell? This It felt like Hangman's time. Well, now it really feels like Hangman's time. Just, I, oh. And if Brian Danielson does win, imagine a match between him and Hangman. That's crazy because I, 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 for some reason, I always tend to think of, like, 
heel face dynamic and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way that's why i said this match has a lot to do i the the match between miro and danielson has a lot to do with the main event you know they could always go with the heel face dynamic have danielson win and then kenny omega win but i feel like that might send the aew faithful into (sighs) a rage yeah i think me included maybe not like to a terrible degree, but I'm still going to be really upset because it's like, you got to give it's hangman's time. Like hangman's it, time. it is. And it's just, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, and then hell, if you don't want to go to Danielson right away, they were teasing hangman versus Adam Cole. Could you imagine the match that's going to be? That's going to be great. Yeah. They did tease that on rampage and that face to face. And I was just like, uh, Ooh, when they, they did that, I'm like, Oh, please, yeah. <laughs> please inject like, that into my veins. There, there's some stuff there. There's a, there, that's the one thing about AEW is what, what, whichever direction they go is there's a lot of different avenues. They can go from there. There's a jumping off point that can take you one way and then take you another way. And it's all great stuff. Yeah, it's I've, all just, there have been very few things that we've had to complain about on this mm-hmm. show when it comes to AEW. Granted, we've we've had some things where we don't know what the hell they're thinking, <laughs> but it's so few and far in between as compared to like when we talk about, say, WWE, mm-hmm. where it feels like every other thing we're talking about is we're complaining about something. So it's such a nice change that we can actually say confidently this is a pretty decent show where it has occasional hiccups here and there, but it's not a chore to watch because unfortunately we've gotten to the point with WWE where it is, it's a chore to watch nine times out of 10. And with AEW, um, we haven't had to worry about any of the backstage antics, you know, like we do with WWE because we're constantly like, Oh, is this person on the chopping block or are they yeah. in the doghouse? Yeah, you know? we don't have to we don't have to sit there and go, oh, okay, well, are we gonna see this person next week? Or are they gonna get cut for budget reasons that don't exist? Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's nice to actually be able to just breathe and watch wrestling instead of almost holding your breath for all two, three hours of the show because you're like, I don't know if they're gonna even be here <laughs> next time I watch this. So you shouldn't have that fear as a wrestling fan basically yeah it allows us to be a wrestling fan yes exactly so who do you got hangman page or kenny omega final it has to be hangman has to be Hangman. cowboy shit is going to get done and he's gonna finally win it i think he is more than earned winning the title at this point and i'm i when he does win because it's talking into existence when he does win i cannot wait to see the kind of reign he has because it has the potential to be very good yeah, especially you know, like I said, with the with the eliminator tournament going on, and and Danielson being in the finals, and he's been on a tear. That's why I said a lot of what happens in the main event has to has a direct correlation to what happens in this eliminator tournament because you could either see a heel face dynamic if Kenny Omega somehow pulls out the victory, or we could just see a straight up great match between Hangman and Danielson because I don't think yeah. any of us believe no no slight to Miro, but I don't think no. any of us believe that he's actually gonna pull away with the victory here. No, and it honestly makes sense if it's Hangman and Danielson because you could easily build up the story of, okay, well, he won the title. Good for him. But is he going to cave and crack under the pressure because he's going to be going up against, without a doubt, the hottest talent on the roster right now? 
in Brian Danielson. Mm -hmm. And if he can beat Brian Danielson, which I would like to think he would, there's your solidifying moment of, oh, wow, this really isn't the same hangman because like the old hangman could buckle under the pressure and choke and lose the title as soon as he picks it up. But if he can beat Danielson, that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely for sure. And then you look at the potential matches going down the road. I mean, hangman versus CM Punk hangman (sighs) versus uh, Adam Cole. You know, Hangman versus Malachi. Hangman oh, versus that, Andrade. Oh, that would be fun. There's a lot oh. of... a lot. That's what makes this fun as a wrestling fan is that you can fantasy book these things. And it's a good possibility they'll be part... You know, they'll be put into existence. Yeah, it's literally where you can actually fantasy book it and you don't have to say, oh, that's, that's way too wild. Like, WWE wouldn't do such a thing. AEW does such a thing. Yeah. They go yeah. there. They go there. So that is the main event of the evening. Just to run through really quickly, I'm going to spout these off really fast and you give me your predictions and I'll give you yours. Once again, we have Nyla Rose, Jamie Hayter taking on Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa and Shida. Same here. Uh, Pat Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Malachi and Andrade. Uh, same here. Uh, Christian Cage, Jurassic Express take on the Super Click in a Falls Count Anywhere six-man tag match. Super Click. And I'm going with the Super Click. Darby Allen versus MJF. Oh, Darby. I'm going... I'm going, I'm going, I got to go MJF. I see. I knew you were going to change your mind. I I, 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 got to go MJF. I'm feeling MJF here. This is the first time in the ringside rundown history where you and I have disagreed on more than one because it's only ever been like one match. It's for those that don't know, even in our, you know, pre-production meeting when we decided to do a prediction show, I was full gun ho to do our regular format show. And then you were like, we should probably just do a prediction show. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You were in my head. We should and it's just the do- truth because wrestling fans, everybody really cares about full gear tonight. I don't think a lot of people actually care about what happened this week, but Not- even if they did, they're more interested in full gear anyway. For sure. For sure. Give them what All they right. want. All right, Inner Circle versus Men of the Year and American <sighs> Top Team. Inner Circle. Inner Circle. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, God. Punk. Ah! As much as it pains me to say punk. Uh, see, I don't know whether I don't know whether to bet with money or bet with my heart. <laughs> I'm gonna be pl- I'm gonna be making the same noises when it's Statlander and Ruby <laughs> Soho in the second round. I'm gonna be like, oh, please stop doing this to me. I. Mm. All right, I gotta go with punk winning. I gotta yeah. go with punk winning. All right, Lucha Bros. Feel the pain in your voice. <laughs> Lucha Bros. versus FTR. Oh, Lucha Brothers. All right, I'm going Lucha Brothers as well. Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. I'm pretty sure we're both going to say I, Britt Baker. I was going to let you finish first, but DMD. DMD? I didn't uh, want to like I didn't want to interrupt you when you were naming the match off because it was so easy, <laughs> but yeah, Britt, 100%. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Miro in the Eliminator Tournament final. Danielson. Danielson. And finally, Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega for the world title. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Let's go. Go! Let's do the damn thing. I'm excited for full gear. Like I said, it's going to be available Bleacher Report and all those apps that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Check it out. 7 p.m. It's going to be from Minneapolis, Minnesota in the Target Center. So that place is going to be jumping. The pre-show starts at 7. I'll be tweeting. I'll be tweeting match polls. So make sure you... the flames. Yeah, you keep an eye out. Check us out on Twitter at Ringside Rundown. 
That's where the match polls will be, and that's where you can vote. Not only vote, but tell us what you thought of the match. Because if you thought something, you know, something interesting about the match, we're definitely going to voice it here on the podcast. Yeah, we want to know because... We might feel one way, but someone might feel something different, and then we can actually have a decent discussion about it, because that's what we do here. Right, exactly. So again, that's where you can find us. You can listen to this podcast all across the board on the internet, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, just search for the Ringside Rundown podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Anchor, anchor.fm slash ringside rundown. There you can leave us voice messages like our good friend Mike has been doing. We'll get to his voice messages next, next week because a lot of them have to do with what's going on in the land of WWE. Hmm. Oh, I'm sure he has a uh, he has some things to say. Oh, he definitely does, and he brought up some good points. I'm not gonna lie, he brought Maybe. up some good yeah. points. Next week we'll be talking about uh, Survivor Series, which oh, is coming boy. up. Aren't yeah, because ex- <laughs> it looked like a bit of a mess from what I've seen. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a it's a bit of a mess. Not gonna lie. What it's, else is new? It's totally different from what we're doing today uh, with yeah. AEW. It's Two totally different spectrums of the wrestling world. But either way, I'm always excited to do the podcast, and I know you are too. Oh, absolutely. It's always one of the highlights of my weekend is talking wrestling. Yes, definitely, for sure. So check us out, anchor.fm slash the Ringside Rundown, uh, at Ringside Rundown on Instagram and Twitter. So check us out there. If you have any questions, comments, opinions about wrestling, you can always drop us a DM. The DMs are open. Or if you see our questions tweet every Friday, we drop a questions tweet, and we're saving the questions that we got this week for uh, next Saturday, I believe. Correct? Yeah, and we definitely got some good ones for sure. We definitely and got I some good ones. I think sent a few a little bit ago, so we have even more now. So yeah, we got definitely. all the questions. Definitely. We'll get to those questions next Saturday. But of course, we want you to listen to this episode and throw us your predictions for Full Gear. Once this episode goes up, which should be in a few, throw us your predictions. Let us know what you think is going to go down tonight. Like I said, I'm going to be on the Ringside Rundown Twitter account all night for Full Gear, throwing out those flame emoji polls. I'm excited. I know you're excited. Yes. Oh, I love wrestling. Uh, I'll be wearing my DMD shirt with with pride tonight. <laughs> there you go. Why can't you have to? When you're in Britsburg, you have to you have to wear the DMD in Britsburg. Yeah. You're you're in Britsburg. You're yes. a full Britsburg uh, resident now with the new job. Yes, I am now. I I'm, I was a card carrying member of the DMD fan club, and now I'm officially in Britsburg. So <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. So good luck to her tonight. I'm excited for full gear. Uh, and that will conclude today's show. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys again for listening. Give us your opinion on full gear and we'll see you next time. We'll actually see you what Monday. Yeah. Monday. We'll be Monday screaming about this again because why Monday, Monday we're doing a special episode, giving a full recap of full gear, what we thought of the matches. Plus we're going to be running down those flame emoji polls and also your opinions on the matches as well. So there's that to look forward to. So, For Shay Hickson, my name is Eric Vasquez. We're going to get the hell out of here. See you guys next time for Full Gear. See you guys.